Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. I am so excited that you are here today because we are talking all about some classroom essentials that have to do with social emotional learning and how that can really impact your overall classroom management plan. Social emotional learning is an integral part of your overall classroom management plan. And there are a couple of social emotional learning items that you can save up in your classroom and collect over time that can really enhance your overall social emotional learning programming as well as your classroom management plan that I just wanted to talk about today. I do wanna put a quick disclaimer out there. When I say these things are essential items, I don't mean run out to the store tomorrow and pay full price for every single thing on this list. There are things that you might have to purchase, meaning that they're probably things that you can't create on your own. I do have a list of items of things that you can either find in your home or create on your own so that you don't have to purchase them. But there are a couple of things that if you wanted them, you would probably have to purchase them. And I am a sales shopper, guys. I wait for the sales before I get anything, especially if it's for school. I don't think that your classroom has to be Pinterest worthy, meaning you have to go out and buy all these decorations and all this stuff for your classroom. And I would wholeheartedly tell you that do not feel pressure to get anything on this list if it's not something that you think would be beneficial to your classroom. These are merely suggestions of things that I think would be helpful and things that, again, if you found them on sale, you might want to purchase at that time and stock up on those items while they're on sale. Typically when I would purchase them is when you did find them on sale. I don't know if that's because I lived on a student stipend for a very, very long time and had to purchase everything on sale, but I don't want you to think and feel pressure that for your classroom to run successfully, you need to go out and purchase all of the items on this list. All right, so I just wanted to have that as a quick disclaimer because I know there is a lot of external pressure, especially from social media and stuff to have this Pinterest perfect classroom. I by no means wanna add to that external pressure. I just wanted to provide you with a list of items that if you were looking to bolster your social emotional learning items in your classroom or your classroom management plan, these are things that you might wanna keep your eye out for. Okay, we're gonna start off the list with things that you can readily make on your own. And the first thing I would recommend making for your classroom is visuals. I know that we hear a lot of times that visuals are essential to having in your classroom and that you should have visuals in your classroom, but not a lot of people know exactly how to use them in their classroom or what visuals to have. And I plan on doing a whole episode on how to use visuals effectively in your classroom, but these are things that you can make really easily on your own. You can get construction paper or you can just use plain old computer paper and make visuals for your classroom. I would definitely have visuals for your classroom expectations. So if you work in the younger grades, you might have picture visuals, meaning that you have pictures of kids engaging in that classroom expectation with some words around it or something along those lines. Those you can probably get off of Teachers Pay Teachers in terms of clip art. That's pretty cheap. You can usually get the classroom expectations, bundles, like 
five to six dollars maybe and then also you can shop the tbt sales when that typically happens in august um, then you can also get that as well so again in this episode i'm going to try and give you some tips on how to get these things on sale so if you are looking to make visuals for your classroom but want some certain pictures or something like that i would definitely get those off of teachers pay teachers because you're supporting other teachers and you can get them on sale during the teachers pay teachers beginning of the year sale which usually occurs in august You can also definitely just make these for your classroom. You can make different signs for your classroom. And when I do the episode on utilizing visuals for your classroom, which I think is coming up, not the next episode, but the following episode, I'll go into more detail on what specific visuals that you can have for your classroom. But definitely you can make these with construction paper or computer paper or even the big post-it paper that people use a lot for anchor charts can be really good for making visuals for your classroom. With that being said, I do wanna give a quick tip that doesn't necessarily have to do with an item that you can purchase or make for your classroom, but has to do with how your visuals are set up. I would put visuals on display boards in your classroom that are relatively uncluttered, meaning that they have a pretty simple background and a pretty simple border. I am all for having a background and a border, but sometimes when they're too cluttered, they can be really distracting and take away from the visual. And then the visual kind of doesn't serve the purpose that it needs to serve. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in that episode as well, but I just wanted to throw that quick tip in here. The next thing that I would include in your social emotional learning essentials is to have a pass for when kids are on a break. And that clearly designates that the student is on a break so that anyone else in the hallway that sees a student with a pass knows that they're taking a break. So it might say something along the lines of, I'm getting a drink and I'm on a break. If I need help, please contact my teacher. So that would just signal to other adults in the building that this student is on a break and potentially just to leave them alone because at times we might send a student out to get a drink of water or on a walk and other very well-meaning adults might run into that student, ask them why they're not in class or what they're doing or why they're out of the classroom. And that can either lead to the student engaging in some more behaviors that we might not want to see or have the student become frustrated because they're like, hey, I'm on a break. I don't really want to talk about it right now. And they might feel frustrated. And again, we just don't want that to be occurring. So I would make designated passes for your classroom and let the students know how to use them, teach them how to use these passes that simply just say, I'm on a break. I'm getting a drink of water. I'm taking a walk. If I need help, contact my teacher and that if I need help thing would signal to other adults if the student is maybe having you know a tantrum or a meltdown or they're really struggling out in the hallway that they should contact you to help support that student. I'm by no means saying that other adults in the hallway are intentionally interfering with a student on a break. They just don't know. You know, when a student might be going out to get a drink of water, they might be really upset. They might be stomping their feet and some adult might come over and try and help them. But that again can lead to the student becoming frustrated. So if they have this pass with them that says, you know, I'm on a break, then this other adult might be like, okay, the student is struggling with something. I'm just gonna keep an eye on them. I'm not gonna necessarily interfere with it. Just let them, you know, get their drink of water, take their walk, see that they safely get back to their classroom. This very, very simple item in your classroom that you can make so easily, just get a piece of paper, write on it, type on it, laminate it, put a string on it, or however you use your passes in your classroom can be a game changer, you guys. I highly, highly recommend this if you do nothing on this list or take away nothing from this episode other than to have passes designated for when students are on a break that let everyone else know that encounters that student, that that student is on a break and that they are calming down and that it's okay for them to be outside of your classroom taking that break because again, this can be a game changer. 
The next thing that I would have for your classroom is some checking cards. And these checking cards are used for students who might need to check in with you or they might need to tell you something and they might utilize this card to let you know that they need help or assistance with something. Now I do have some checking cards with a bunch of different templates in my Teachers Pay Teachers store, Teaching Behavior Together. But again, these are simple things that you can make on your own. I do have a bunch of these things that I am gonna list in my store and I will link them down below for you if you do wanna purchase them. But again, I really wanna highlight these are things that you can make on your own. And if you are gonna make checking cards on your own, I would just make them really simple and have the student fill it out saying like, I need your help, I need support. They might be able to tell you what emotion that they're feeling or write something very simple about what's occurring that they need your support with and then turn in these checking cards to a specific location that you can check throughout the day just to see, okay, does any student need to check in with me? Do they need to tell me about something? Do I need to assist them with something? This can be really helpful for students who might need assistance with something but don't necessarily know how to ask for it. So if you have these checking cards in your classroom when you teach students how to use them, then when students are feeling upset about something or they need help or assistance with something or they might be having a peer conflict, they might be able to fill out one of these checking cards, put it in this check-in location that you designate in your classroom and then you can help assist that student either at a later time or at the end of the day or something like that so that their concern gets addressed and they feel like their voice is being heard in that situation and that they're able to either solve that situation with your assistance or you can give them some strategies for calming down in that moment or whatever the situation might be. Again, these are great for students who might struggle with verbally communicating with you right in that moment how they're feeling because you can also give them to students who you can visibly see that they're upset. You can give them a checking card, just let them know, fill it out whenever they feel like they're ready to fill it out. And then you can get a little more insight into what made them upset or how they were feeling in that moment and either what strategy they use to calm down or if they need extra support in calming down in that moment. All right, the next thing on the list that again is super simple to implement and use in your classroom is what I call take a break tasks. And these take a break tasks are things that you have in your classroom that you can have students do that allow them to take a break and you typically would utilize them when you see a student becoming upset. So what I would do is get a folder, whatever color folder you want it to be and just write office on it or write a specific location on it. And then when you see a student becoming upset or any behavior that might indicate to you that the student might need a break, but maybe telling that student in the past, you know, you might wanna take a break or do you need a break or something could lead to some frustration or something like that for that student. You might wanna give them these one of these take a break tasks. You can give them the folder and say, hey, can you take this to the office for me? And this serves a couple of purposes. It gives the student somewhat of a leadership role, meaning you're giving them a special task. We know that students like having special tasks in the classroom. It gives them a little bit of a break while they're outside of the classroom to maybe cool off, calm down maybe when they're upset. And it also can give them some positive attention from another adult in the building because you would work out with whoever is receiving that folder. Hey, when I send a kid down here, with this folder, they might be a little upset or they might be struggling with something in the classroom so that other person can then give them some words of encouragement or something along those lines while they're down there with that person. I also would encourage you to leave a little note in there for whoever is receiving it, just like a little thank you note or a little pick me up note for the day because even as adults, we can use some of that fun encouragement throughout the day.
Again, this is super simple to implement. You can get a folder or something along those lines. You can have multiple different tasks in your classroom. The folder is just one idea. You can have other things that might need to be brought to different locations in the building. I know sometimes that teachers will use like a crate filled with books and then the student can pick up a couple of the books, take them down to the library or something along those lines. And the other person, again, who is ever receiving the folder or the books or whatever the item might be, knows that you have this type of agreement where you might be sending a student down who's a little bit upset they can give that student a little bit of encouragement and maybe some positive praise or something along those lines so that they are feeling that positive reinforcement as they are returning to your classroom. The next item that I would have in your classroom is potentially a reflection notebook or some reflection cards or some sort of reflection tool that students can use if they do become upset and they can reflect on what they became upset about and what strategy they use to calm their bodies so that in the future, if they do become upset, they can review their log or you can help see what worked in the past so that you can encourage that same strategy in the future. Reflection logs are also great for you to start identifying patterns in certain antecedents that might be upsetting a student. So if you see that a student is continuing to become upset with the same antecedent, then you can either have some strategies to show that that antecedent doesn't arise in the future, that trigger doesn't happen for that student, or you can teach the student some strategies on how to deal with that specific situation so that they don't become upset in that moment. Again, this can be something that is super simple, like a notebook or something like that that you can use in your classroom where a student would reflect on after they became upset or a situation that might make them upset, or it can be utilized as a journal as well so you get good use out of that notebook because some students might not have a lot of entries in a reflection log, so it's like a journal reflection log combo, or you can just use like simple reflection cards that would look like checking cards where again, you have just like a really simple card where after a student used a calm down strategy or after a student became upset, they might use that reflection card and then turn it in somewhere. So again, you can review those cards and see if there's any skills that need to be taught with your whole class or a group of students. And then you can also see patterns and behavior of, okay, this is something that continually upsets a student or something, an antecedent that we notice that is causing students to become upset in our classroom. The last item on my free or you can make yourself list for this episode would be a calm down corner kit. And I know what you're probably thinking, a calm down corner kit is not free, but I do have a free calm down corner kit for you guys. If you use the link below in the description, you will have a link to my website. If you put your email in, in my website, I will send you a free calm down corner kit. So it is perfect for your classroom. It comes with all the visuals that you would need. And then when I talk about the rest of the list in this episode of items that you, again, you might want to find on sale or things that you would have to purchase. There's a couple of things that you can utilize to bolster your calm down corner, but all of the visuals and everything like that would calm free in that calm down corner kit. So grab that if you're interested. If you have space for a calm down corner in your classroom, it can be really useful to designate a space in your classroom that is just there for students to calm down when they become upset and it is that designated space. I know all of us don't have that space. So you can also have a calm down corner cart and if you go follow me over on Instagram I do have pictures of what can be on your calm down corner cart and they are just simple things that you can add to your classroom that would be useful for when students are calming down. So now we're gonna get in the portion of the episode again that these are items that you might have to purchase or maybe you have them lying around. But again, seriously shop the sales, you guys. Shop, shop, shop the sales. When you're looking for this items, just have these items in the back of your head and if you see them on sale, grab them if you want them and you think that they would be useful in your classroom. 
The first thing that I would have on that list is some sort of fidgets. So you can get a bunch of different types of fidgets for your classroom. There are those little square fidgets, like you know, those fidget cube things that you can get pretty cheap on Amazon, or you can have things in your classroom like those um, bendy fidgets, you know, those super flexible little um, wands that students can play with. Just like things that students can manipulate in their hands if they need something to manipulate in their hands, especially when they're calming down. You can use those squish balls or sometimes if you go to the Target dollar spot, you can find just some little items that students might just be able to manipulate in their hands while they are calming down. You can also get some of those like puzzles, those metal puzzles of like, you know, like they have those horseshoes where there's a little ring on it and you have to get the ring off. Those are some good little quick games that students can do it while they're calming down. That's kind of like a fidget that really distracts them from whatever they're upset about and they can use that in a calm down corner or in a designated space in your room or they're just like working on something again that's distracting them from whatever they were upset about and can kind of serve as that fidget. So you can have those fidgets that can be used in your calm down area while a student is calming down but then you can also have individual fidgets for students that they can have at their desks or keep them in their desks that they can use just if they need something again to manipulate in their hands. The next thing that I would get for your classroom is some Play-Doh. And a lot of classrooms already have Play-Doh or some of that like moon sand stuff that's not as messy. I would just get something that students can use again in a calm down corner or silently at their desk. If they are needing just to like kind of get out their frustration by just like squeezing something, Play-Doh can be great for that. I know a lot of people use like those stress balls or squeeze balls. Sometimes those pop and stuff and Play-Doh doesn't pop obviously. So it can be really great for just students like squeezing and needing things just to kind of get out some of that frustration or help their bodies calm down. A really great place to get Play-Doh is Michael's. A lot of times they have those full-size Play-Dohs for a dollar at Michael's, so you can get a couple of those for your classroom. I also have gotten it from Target where I, there's like those little mini Play-Dohs, those like half-size Play-Dohs that I've gotten, I think, 15 or 20 for like 6 or $7, and then I've had enough for a lot of students. So if you want students to have an individual Play-Doh to have on their desk that they can use as needed, you can have those smaller containers that you can get from Target for pretty cheap. I'm pretty sure the dollar store also has some type of Play-Doh item as well that you can also grab for your classroom. The next item would be some coloring books or some sketchbooks. So for sketchbooks, you can just have blank notebooks. Those you can find pretty cheap on Amazon. You can also find coloring books pretty cheap. I know that the dollar store has a bunch of different coloring books that you can get for a dollar and just have a classroom set of coloring books that students can use if they need to calm down or something like that. These are um, all of these items that I'm talking about are things that students can use when they're calming down. So you might already have coloring books and sketchbooks in your classroom, but really designating a set of books or coloring books, sketchbooks, whatever they might be for specifically for when students are calming down, it can really help students discriminate between, okay, if I'm needing to calm down, this is what I can do for a strategy for calming down. And coloring is a great strategy students can use when they're calming down. So just having that designated set of coloring books or a sketch pad for students to use in a calm down area or at their desk can be really, really helpful. Something else you might want to have in your classroom is a notebook that students can write letters to you in. So maybe having a spot in your classroom where there's a notebook that students can write down something if they need your help or assistance with something. And then you would check that notebook a couple of times a day. You would obviously need to take out after students write down whatever they need help with so other students aren't just sitting there reading about what's upsetting another student. But this can be really helpful for students, again, that have a hard time verbally communicating when they become upset or something. If they're just able to write you a simple note and you don't need to designate a notebook for this by any means, you know, you could just have it as part of your 
systems and processes in your classroom that if you do become upset and you need to write me a note, this is how you would go about doing that. Grab a piece of paper out of your desk, write me a note, put it in this specific location. But I have noticed that some teachers like having a designated notebook and that can be really helpful for students as well. Another item you might want to have is some yoga balls. Now I know some schools don't allow yoga balls because they can be somewhat dangerous in terms of a student can flip off of it or something along those lines. But if you do have some older students or you are working in some older grades, a yoga ball might be a great item that students can use to calm down, especially if you teach them how to use the yoga ball to calm down. And I know that um, Five Below, if you have Five Below by you, they do sell yoga balls in the summer for like $5. So that can be a pretty cheap yoga ball to grab because if you go through actual yoga balls are probably much more expensive. So if you can just grab some cheap yoga balls at five below or something like that, that can be a great resource for your classroom. You might also want to have some calm down or quote unquote activity bottles in your classroom where, you know, those those bottles that you shake up, they have glitter in them or something along those lines. They have some sort of object in them that kind of settles. I posted about this on Instagram because I really like calm down bottles, but I know there's a little bit of a misconception that by watching items fall that like calms the body and that can be have a calming effect for some students or for you as an adult. But really what you want to use a calm down bottle for is for students to get that time to really calm their body. So you're giving that student some time to reflect and to become de-escalated in that situation. And by giving them that calm down bottle, it gives them something to do and something to manipulate in that moment that gives them that time to really calm down. It's not necessarily that watching objects fall calms every single student because it probably won't calm every single student. But while the objects are falling, that gives them again that time to really calm their body. I hope that makes sense because I know there's some confusion on how to utilize calm down bottles in your classroom. But these can be pretty cheap to make. You can either have students bring in their own empty water bottle or you can get a case of water for like four or five dollars at Costco or something along those lines and then drink all the water, save all the bottles and have them in your classroom for your students to make their own. This is a really fun activity for kids to do. They can put their own items or objects in it. I highly recommend water beads because they're super cheap. You can get a pack of like a thousand water beads on Amazon for like three or four dollars and then you only need a couple in each of the students' water bottles you probably wouldn't even use an entire pack for one class of students even if you had to make the calm down bottles like four or five times throughout the year one pack would probably last you a year or two in your classroom so it's a great investment if you find them on Amazon for pretty cheap you can also use glitter which can be pretty cheap at the dollar store and stuff like that or any other objects it can also be really fun for students to find their own objects to include in their calm down bottle so it's a little bit more personal to them. And then they can either keep them in their desk or in a specific location in the classroom and use them as needed. Next, I want to talk about some flexible seating options that you can get for your classroom that are super cheap and super resourceful, meaning that you don't have to spend a ton of money on these super fancy flexible seating options or specific chairs that allow your classroom to be like a flexible seating classroom. And flexible seating can be a great way to just increase that choice options in your classroom which is a great antecedent strategy in terms of your overall classroom management plan as much choice as you can have in your classroom the better 
A great flexible seating option is pillows. And if you go to like Target or TJ Maxx or some of those types of stores, you can find pillows pretty cheap at the end of a season. So a lot of times they're changing out their pillows per season. And at the end of the season, they put a lot of them on sale. And because you don't need them for your home, you don't need to get a set of them. You don't need to find four or five that are matching. You can just grab whatever they have there and you can utilize those in your classroom. And again, they can be pretty cheap. You can also go with some of those like wiggle cushions. Those are a little bit more expensive. I typically can find them on Amazon for 10 to $12 and they probably would last a year or two depending on what age students you have and how they're utilized in your classroom. So those are a little bit more expensive, but if you are looking to have a couple of those in your classroom, maybe buying one or two of them each year again and just like stocking up as the years go on, that can be really helpful if you were looking to obtain like a class set of them or something like that. Another great flexible seating option is pretty simple and it's just clipboards. You can get a whole set of clipboards, I think 20 clipboards for like 20 bucks on Amazon and they can be utilized where students just grab a clipboard and then can find anywhere to sit in your classroom. Students can also decorate clipboards. So if you did want to buy a set each year where students can decorate their own clipboard and then have it personalized for themselves and then keep it in their desk or something like that in a specific location, it's theirs. It gives them students a little bit more autonomy and stuff like that and gives them a little bit more, again, choice in your classroom can be really, really helpful in your overall classroom management plan. And this is a pretty cheap solution to some flexible seating options. Just grab a whole set of clipboards off of Amazon. Again, you can find them super cheap on Amazon. Another great flexible seating option is carpet spots. So a lot of people think flexible seating means that the students have to be able to like move and wiggle in the seat, but flexible seating really means that these are just alternative spots in your classroom where students can complete work. So carpet spots are a great way to just designate when a student grabs them. This is where I'm doing my work. Students really like that like identified space. So like when students have a desk that's all their own or a specific laid out space on a table that is just for them, they really like that because it gives a little bit more structure to wherever they're completing their work. So a carpet spot is really, really great for that. And you can find carpet spots pretty, pretty cheap, meaning you can also find them for free. If you go to a hardware store or something like that, they might have some carpet samples that if you just simply ask, they might be able to give them to you for free or at a super discounted price. You can also go to carpet stores and just see, hey, do you have any carpet squares that you're just left over or carpet scraps that I can utilize for my classroom? That can be a really great way to get some carpet spots for free. I do know they sell like those circle carpet spots on Amazon. You can also grab them there. Those are pretty cheap, but just having like those designated spots for students to take and go sit somewhere can be a great flexible seating option. Lastly, another flexible seating option that you can use in your classroom, again, is yoga balls. So if you did grab a couple of those yoga balls from Five Below, those can be really cheap and you can use them in your classroom as a flexible seating option. I would highly recommend if you are using yoga balls, you teach a procedure on how to use them so that students are using them in a safe way. All right, so those are all the recommendations I have for some classroom essentials in regards to social emotional learning and your overall classroom management plan. Again, you can find a lot of these things for super cheap, especially if you're waiting for them to go on sale and don't feel the pressure to go out and buy everything for your classroom tomorrow or over the summer or whenever you're listening to this episode because these are not things that you absolutely have to have in your classroom tomorrow, but things that you can look for, wait for them to go on sale and stock up over time. And there's also a bunch of things that you can easily make yourself. And again, there are a couple of items on this list of items that you can make for yourself that I do have in my Teachers Pay Teacher store. So if you just kind of want a pre-made item for your classroom, 
you can go grab into my teachers pay teacher store i will have them linked down below but you can also wait for them to go on sale again guys i'm just telling you the truth i shop all the sales so you can also go put them on your wish list and wait for them to go on sale when teachers pay teachers has their next sale which is typically in august like a back to school sale type of thing so again i would highly wait for them on sale don't feel like you have to go buy them right now from my store if you are looking to get some pre-made items for your classroom because that's a little bit easier especially if you are in a time crunch when you're listening to this and these are some things that you kind of want to implement this week or something in your classroom you can just go grab those for my teachers pay teachers store but um, you know, if you want to just add it to your wish list and wait for it to go on sale because that's what I typically do. And again, I don't know if I'm just so used to shopping sales because I lived on a student stipend for so long, but I rarely ever buy really anything at full price, including clothes and everything like that. But that is way beyond this episode. So I hope that this was helpful to you and you got some good ideas of things that you can add to your classroom that might help with your social emotional learning program and your overall classroom management. I am so glad that you listened to this episode and I really hope that it was helpful. If it was, if you can leave a rating or a comment below, I would really, really love that. And if you aren't following me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram so that you can see my daily content and strategies and tips I have for behavioral and social emotional learning. And again, there's a link down below for that free calm down kit. So make sure you go click on that link, go to my website, put your email in and get your free calm down kit because even if you don't use everything in it, there are some really great visuals in there and stuff that you can use for even just in your classroom if you don't have space for a calm down corner. But if you do have space for a full calm down corner, you can use all of those visuals as needed for your classroom. Have a great rest of the day.